I'm Brody Vincent, and you're watching Profession Session. And my guest today is Monty, the real, real Gemini from Off the Top Podcast. She's made a name for herself by just saying whatever comes to her mind and giving it to you straight off the top. When you get a rim job later on, you're going to think about me. That is powerful. <laughs> and since starting the podcast, she's interviewed all types of fascinating individuals, from rappers and porn stars to relationship counselors and coaches. She's known for never shying away from a third rail and just figuring out how to get into the deep, deep and real, real conversations. You know, I want to get in their minds and make them think differently because it's there. They're just scared of it. Like I said, people are scared of the unknown. And that's what we did on this episode. We just went deep into some of the things that she's been learning about through the podcast. And then after the podcast, he was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, we just had a great conversation. He was like, you know, I wasn't expecting, like I was, you know, it's off the top. Social norms, views on sex, relationships, gender roles, all kinds of stuff. I always try to go against like, what's supposed to be socially normal. For instance, like an elevator thing, I would walk in an elevator and not turn around. Tune in to hear us dive into some kind of rocky territory and discover some real truth. What have been your most viral clips? Oh, shit. <laughs> We're gonna get into it here. You know I, I know one, I know one. <laughs> I got sensitive one time with, with a troll and you know they were like threatening me really hard and I was scared. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Profession Session. I'm Brody Vinson, and I'm on a mission not only to define professional greatness through the tactics and qualities behind it, but also to help anyone that's trying to achieve professional greatness do it through the lens of others that have achieved it before them. I couldn't be more thankful for everyone that helps me continue along this mission through being able to do this podcast. And if you've ever gotten any value out of it, I ask only two things in return. If you could share it in the same way that you found it with someone else that you think could get value, it helps me so much. And if you could also just hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, it helps me so much in just securing better and better guests for the show to share more impactful knowledge with you in this pursuit that we're both on for professional greatness. So without further ado, let's get on to this week's episode. If you had 30 seconds on an elevator with your dream guest for the podcast and you were trying to pitch them on your podcast, mm -hmm. who would that be, first of all? Ed, how would you pitch them? Oh, a dream guest. Yeah. That's, like anyone. Yeah, no, that's crazy because I've never even thought of a dream guest. I would talk to anybody, like the, a person on the elevator. So my dream guest would be like the, the best conversationalist in the world, like somebody that can really have a good conversation, which could be anybody. I don't have like a celebrity yeah. that like, oh, my gosh, I want to. I'm not like a big celebrity junkie follower. So I'm like, I'd want to talk to anyone first and foremost. Um, but how I would introduce the podcast, I would just be like, what's something you want to say that you haven't said out loud? What's like, something you want to say that you haven't said out loud? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, are you really asking me? Because I mean, I don't say it's a great question. That's a great question because a lot of people don't say what they want to say out loud because of the fear of rejection from other people or they're just not comfortable with their thoughts 
uh, they're not self-aware. So they're like, do I really feel this way? Or like just that, that. So if I was on the elevator and I was to introduce my podcast to someone, I would just be like, you know, we talk about things people are scared to talk about. We talk about, you know, everything that you probably things that you probably don't want to hear but needed to hear it's in the name kind of it's off the top off the top of your head off the top Mm -hmm. i turn on the camera and i just kind of just go for it i start out with icebreakers and then after that you just read the person and then i ask kind of i go ask questions from there like who are you i'm not like um a journalist or anything so i don't really do my research research I'll watch someone's interview, a couple minutes of it, and then after that, I'm like, okay, they seem cool. But I don't go and do my research and be like, hey, so I looked up. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you do that, you end up getting the same questions that someone's heard before. It's really repetitive. And a lot of times when I have guests on there, I'm like, like guests that have interviews before, I'm just like, aren't you tired of talking about that? Mm-hmm. Like what you said, I have a lot of rappers on my podcast and I barely talk to them about music. I'm like, aren't you tired of talking about music? Like we listen to your music. You, your music is out. Everybody hears you. People don't know you. Right. Who are you? You don't actually and get what to are you know. thinking right now that people don't know? Like, where do you think say, that curiosity came from for you? Have you always had that? Yeah, I always questioned a lot, but it was, um, my mom just she always said that I was like I always tried to go against like what's supposed to be socially normal. For instance, like an elevator thing, I would walk in an elevator and not turn around <laughs> just so I could see like what people are going to do. Like even <laughs> as a kid, I would walk in the elevator and I'd press all the buttons and I would look at the person like <laughs> what's up? What floor? And they'd be like 5. I'd press 16. <laughs> Like, I would do stuff like that. So it's crazy that you said the elevator thing because, like, that was, I feel like that is one of the moments that I was like, I might be an asshole. But (laughs) as a kid, like, when you don't know, you don't know. So I wasn't an asshole as a kid. I was just like, how come I can't do these things? (laughs) You just wanted to push boundaries. Yeah, it was, that's what it is. It's like pushing boundaries um, because a lot of people aren't self-aware. So it's like, ooh, if I could get you out of your comfort zone and push your boundary maybe something go will go off in your head like damn obviously the podcast is a great example but what are some of the coolest things that come to mind that are things that you think have happened to you because of that boundary pushing things that happen to me yeah like what are some of the coolest things that have happened in your life that you think are because you like to push boundaries everything like conversations that i have with people on the podcast after that they'll like call me and ask me you know how's your day are you doing okay they'll check on me i'll check on them and they'll be like you remember that conversation we had on your podcast i'm like yeah and it goes from there like it's actually they were actually listening they actually heard me they weren't just listening they were were hearing me and listening and i'm just grateful to be able to have like a platform where people can become self-aware maybe it's the slightest bit very temporarily it could be like the most monetary self-awareness but there's like dang i really thought about that a lot of people don't impact other people so i think that's like the best thing like the biggest thing that's happened to me is like i'm i won't say i'm changing people's life but people are understanding me and that's important for me because 
for such a long time, people didn't understand me. Like I said, my mom was like, you were just weird and you still are, right? She's like, people call me crazy and stuff. And I get a, take offense to the word crazy because I just think I'm different. I don't think I'm crazy. I have my... I feel like crazy's good. Crazy is... It depends on how you use the word. I like the idea of like embracing crazy. Yeah. I, I've always kind of liked that. Like just taking the idea of it and like kind of grabbing hold of it and saying, yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah. My and, madness, and I get all kinds of awesome out of it. Yeah. The madness is controlled though. It's controlled. Like I don't go too far. Mm-hmm. But but to answer that question, one of the, the that's the best moments of, of having those conversations with people is like it was actually a real conversation versus something scripted. And, you know, they go and do the next interview. I had somebody be on the podcast. They didn't know what type of podcast it was. It was just an artist that was well known. And after the podcast, he was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I was like. What do you mean? <laughs> like, we just had a great conversation. He was like, you know, I wasn't expecting. Like, I was, just, you know, it's off the top. Yeah. So it was like they have these expectations. Like, it's just another interview. No. So no. you you talked about starting with icebreakers. I feel like that's such a good idea because it kind of like it just breaks that like, like, you know how like when someone comes on your podcast, a lot of times, especially if it's someone who hasn't been on one before, they're kind of like a little nervous. They don't very really awkward. know. It's very I'm awkward. Like, what the fuck like, with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have to be able to do that to like get into those real conversations. Yeah. I remember when I first, my, my first episodes, I didn't have icebreakers. So I was like, oh, okay, well, um, and I just started asking these questions that I, you know, had in my head that I wrote down right before the episode, mm-hmm. like just. And I was like, this is stupid. But then I started getting into these conversational cards and just the car. I really actually like the cards. The cards be having some really good stuff on there. So most of my podcasts start with the cards and end with the cards. We're still talking about the shit we was talking about, the icebreakers. So I like the icebreaker cards. I use a lot of them. What are some of your favorites that you've used? Maybe we could use some today. Um, I might turn a couple back to you. I have have (laughs) some in there. Um, I just started using a deeper discussion questions. Um, There's a card game by Aaron Mallory, and he's like emotional attachment coach. They're really deep, and I like them because I'm like, this is what I like. I first started off with um, tonight's conversation cards. Um, They have a really good platform. They do podcasting and like audience wise where there's audience there and they're talking like we are. Um, I was using their cards and those were like more like sex related um, about partners and dating and stuff. And it would be funny. And then when we start laughing, I'm like, all right, now you're laughing. Now that we can, we could talk about something. Now the ice has been broken. You're laughing. What's the craziest question that you've asked someone in a podcast that you haven't been able to answer that you would like to answer? I feel like I'm so eager to answer all of them. I'd be like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, that I haven't answered. Yeah. Like what's one that you've asked someone, but you never got asked yourself that you think you have a lot to say on. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Maybe. W- so you were talking about like emotional attachment coaching. That seems like a topic that interests you. Like, yeah. could you describe that a little bit? I've, I've heard a little bit about this, but I'm not super like familiar with it. I just kind of know about like 
so attachment attach- theory a little yeah, bit attachment style attachment and styles. i'm just now like educating myself about it but um aaron mallory he goes into depth of you know why women are like certain women are like this and why certain men are like this and it's because of childhood trauma a lot of people start relationships based off of trauma bonding and things like that so that really interests me because it strikes a sense of self-awareness i was like oh my god that's me that's that's me that's literally me it's like a self-therapy kind of thing it is and it's so like therapeutic to talk to someone that i don't even know and we can sit here and trauma bond and relate do Um, you do therapy yourself I did. So I was in therapy for about like two years. And then I kind of like slowly got out of it after I healed the very trauma healing. And then after that, I just kind of just now I'm very like free. I'm going to ask a hard question on that because you said like after you healed, do you think that like do you think you have like fully healed everything? Do you think that there's more work to be done? Like, Oh, there's definitely more work to be done. But as far as like childhood trauma and um, even adult trauma, I'm definitely healed. That's an encouraging thing to hear because I feel like at least my perception of therapy, I've been going myself for maybe like a little under a year. And at least my perception of it is it feels like something I kind of like constantly need, but it's encouraging to hear that you can like, you can actually like reach some kind of end point and goal. There like, is an end point. Yeah. There definitely is. Um, and even like going to therapy, like you're not going to do it in therapy. Therapy is an exercise for your, your mental and emotional mind, like state of mind um, and feeling. It's, it's exercise. You yourself have to be the one to heal yourself. The therapist isn't going to do shit. So I had to run up your insurance. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's good to do it because, again, like you need to talk to someone. You need to get it out. Um, But other than that, like you have to give yourself time. But it takes it takes time. But it's going to be you. Do you think it's more like the therapist and the therapy gives you the tools to do it yourself and then you have to just go do it yourself? Therapy shows you the tools that you need. The ther- yeah, it just shows you the tools that you need because you start to answer your own questions. You start to, you know, have these thoughts of, oh, dang, I just, I was wrong. Or maybe I should have done, like, these things differently. Or maybe I am the problem. Like, it helps you with that. That's a, that's a tool. Um, awareness It's in itself. But I don't think like a therapist is going to be the one like a therapist is never going to be the one for anyone. Psychologist is never going to be the one for anyone. It's going to be you, but they help you get to finding you. So they're kind of like, it's exercise. It's like a personal trainer, but for your, like a spirit guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some are now some are, (laughs) (laughs) that's good though that you're doing therapy. I've really gotten a lot out of it. It's been so good. Yeah. I had a lot of stuff happen in my life all at once. I lost my dad and like had, I'm sorry. Thanks. It's, it's been a while now. You did too. Mm -hmm, I'm sorry too. Oh man. That's even more recent than me. I'm sorry. No, but, but even then when I lost my dad, I didn't go through therapy. I did. I took steps back and, but then I found myself again. I was like, Hey, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah it's, I didn't need my therapist for that. It's a tough like thing. It's it tough. It's just like it happened unexpectedly for me. I don't know what your circumstance mm-hmm. was. It happened unexpectedly, just like completely out of nowhere. And 
leaves all kinds of fallout and like stuff to deal with and yeah and comes back and you just feel the emotions of it when you least expect it all over again i'll be having fun and then i'll have this feeling i'm like oh my god why and i start like getting feeling weird and my friends can see it on my face it's like what's wrong with you and then i just go off into this like yeah but that doesn't stop and even like i think it was bad for me to stop therapy i don't think anybody should stop therapy like if you you should do therapy until you're old and have dementia or something where you don't need it anymore but i don't think people should stop doing therapy it's good it's definitely good you're you're gonna you're gonna get to that point though to where you're like i don't need therapy what is the biggest area of yourself that you're exploring right now like internally um the biggest area of myself that i'm exploring internally um my capabilities like i i was like really sheltered so i didn't really like I didn't think I was capable of doing too much. Like I was just taking care of princess treatment. You heard of princess treatment? Mm-hmm. Princess treatment. My I girlfriend to... calls herself <laughs> my passenger princess. Whatever she's riding passenger in shotgun. Princess. <laughs> yeah, I was just princess treatment, and um, I just didn't think I would have to do much. So you know, there's not. I don't have much skill. I mean, I do now, but I didn't think I had skills. And then I'm like finding out like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I'm smart. Oh, I can do these things by myself. I don't need any to pay anyone because I, w- I was the type of person to always pay people to do stuff for me. That's what they're there for. But then again, like you look at your bank account and you're like, oh, I could have just flying out quick. Yeah, yeah I could have just did it myself. Um, but I'm exploring like what I'm capable of. I'm capable of like so much. And it's really exciting. And like. I'm like a drilling junkie. Even things I won't think I, I, I can do or try to do, I mean, like, I'm going to do it just because. <laughs> what do you think unlocked that for you? That's a pretty cool realization going from, like, you just think, like, you don't necessarily need to do anything yourself and, like, it's going to be taken care of to just kind of flipping that switch. What do you think unlocked that for you? Mm. There's a lot of power in that. Patience. I'm so impatient. Like, I, when I want things to be done, it needs to be done. There's no reason for me to be waiting. We talked about it already. This should be done. That should be taken care of. This should be taken care of. And when it's not, what I do is I explode. I turn into a demon, like the nastiest bitch. And once I got to the point of healing and self-realization, those type of things, I was just like, I'm the problem. And then it was like, oh, how can I change? And then I slowly started seeing, like, damn, you're capable. You're completely capable. And you just ruined all these relationships with all these people just because they didn't do it when you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So I burned a couple, like, not burned bridges, but I lost, you know, good relationships with people just because I thought I wasn't capable. And it, I needed to do that. I needed to go through that just to get through that state of me being capable. So that think, unlocked it. <laughs> do you think sometimes you have to burn bridges to learn lessons? Uh, not burn them, 
but the bridge the bridges definitely have to go under construction. Yeah. Like you know how the Danes Point Bridge <laughs> <laughs> and the Matthews Bridge, they be going through it, right? Yeah. But we gonna use one the of the The bridge them has to be like hanging by a couple threads yeah. for a little bit, but yeah, you, you can go back and repair bridges it. Bridges because I be so I'm a, I'm I'm scared of of the unknown people are capable of anything and even today's society so it's like hell no i want to burn no bridge so now that yeah. i'm where i am now i go recovered those relationships and stuff and people see it they're like oh damn she's she got it she's okay she's not like that anymore which was the crazy because yeah but that was the key to unlocking like me knowing i'm capable it felt good I like that. That's deep. It is deep. How do you go about repairing a bridge that's under construction? If you've got a bridge that's like hanging by a thread, like a bridge that you came this close to burning and you want to go back and like rebuild that, how do you go about that personally? Well, the first step is knowing that it it needs repair. Because sometimes in my head, I'd be like, they'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real, because sometimes you got to, the bridge has got to be worth repairing. Because you could could burn a bridge with someone and find a whole nother route. You don't need that bridge no more. But that's not to say, like, you might not need them in the future. Um, Then again, it's about what what you want or what you need. Cause I know what I, I I know what I want, but there's things that I need that I have no idea I need them. It can't it can be that burnt down bridge. So how I went, me personally, it was just I don't even know what I did. What did I do for a friendship, for instance, or work relationship? I would see them, and when they're in my face. I'm like one of those people you can't be mad at me for too long. Like you can only be so mad at me until you're like this bitch. <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's her. Like you can't, I don't know how to explain it, but people don't be mad at me for a long time. <laughs> so I have a friend and they're real mad. We fell out, you know, and I see them in person. It's just like, Hey, it's me. <laughs> I do. I do that to Andy all the time. I'll get on his nerves and then, you know, we'll be going back and forth. I won't talk to him for a couple of days, and I'll come right back in here like, "Hey, <laughs> boss, how's it going?" People Shut. just wanna, people just wanna feel appreciated and heard and understood. And if you know who this person is and you know how this bridge is built, you know how to fix it. I like yeah. that. That's deep. Yeah, if you know how it's constructed, you'll figure it out. But talking about the podcast a little bit, what is like when we set out to have a podcast, I think like we've all got our different definitions of being successful with the podcast. What is for you? What is it to have success with your podcast? Like, what does that look like? Uh. (laughs) It's a tough question, right? It could be, it could be growth. It could be like personal development through it. It could be making money. It could be anything. It's definitely, well, yeah, for sure. To start off, I want to be able to capitalize in some way, right? We want to be successful. We don't want to just do it do it for years and not make one dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I want to go into monetization and being able to, um, you know, get the sponsorships and things like that. 
promote other people's whatever they want to promote those type of things i feel like that's really cool like dang you pay me 50 dollars and i drop an ad that that's raw i want to do that um but like success for like my platform ah andy's gonna be mad (laughs) 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 i'll say something like because in my head i'm thinking like these craziest thing (laughs) but I just want to talk to everybody in the world. <laughs> I just want to meet every person. I want everybody to come right here and sit right here. Yeah, that's that's my success. Like, I've actually changed people's ways of thinking. And I've, you know, opened up, like, that mind, that door in your brain that's, like, not. Because, you know, you only use 10. The average person uses at least 10, Right. 10% of your brain. So imagine if you were able to use more than that. Like, I want to be that person to help somebody do that. And although it's, like, on a very, like, educational level, like, I'm not trying to educate people, but, you know, I want to get in their minds and make them think differently because it's there. They're just scared of it. Like I said, people are scared of the unknown. What's the first thing that you would want someone to think after having a conversation with you? about how they feel yeah like after the podcast after I record I always ask the person like how do you guys feel like how did you feel about that yeah and the answers are always different and so funny (laughs) do you think that's a part of our brain we just don't use enough like thinking about how we feel Mm mm-hmm I feel like we're driven to so much logical thinking, especially if you think about like the typical podcast or typical interview. We were talking earlier about how like a lot of times someone will do their research and just ask like the same questions that have been asked. I feel like that's you're tapping into something totally different there. If you're talking about like, Mm -hmm. how do you feel? That's the first thing I usually ask people. Like, how are you mentally? I do like mental health checks and to say it's hard because a lot of people will be like, you know, like, why the fuck are you asking me that? They get offended and they get offended because they don't know. And then that starts that spikes a conversation and I can read like body language and stuff like that. So I can tell like, OK, this person doesn't really know or OK, they're just going to give me an answer. And it's kind of weird, but I like it. It's, it's not exploiting someone's weakness, but it's like exploiting it to them. Like, hey, you don't know how you're doing. It's like opening it up for them. Yeah, and like I said, people aren't self-aware, so people don't know how they feel. But then after the podcast, I'm like, how do you feel? And it's just so, it's always different. I like that. But my success for I might have to start doing that. Oh, ask them how they feel? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But my success for the podcast, I would definitely, I want the platform to grow. And then I want to be able to to be as big as like other platforms. Like I want other podcasts under my like YouTube channel. Like I want different, like I want people to come to the YouTube and be like, oh, I know I can watch something about with guys on here. I know I can watch something with girls talking about this on here. I know I can see some vlogging on here. Like I want it to be very versatile, like an actual like network channel kind of where you could just see a little bit of everything. That's like my goal. How do you think you could make that happen? just keep producing content like um i have so many ideas that are all in my head i don't write anything down i'll tell andy and i'll cross my fingers he writes it down (laughs) (laughs) i'm like please write this down 
but yeah just keep giving out content and keep giving other people like opportunities like collaborating with other people and putting them on the platform like i have the girls talk now we're on like andy was telling me about that yeah Mm -hmm. and he had no idea it's crazy because this was like a my project andy had no idea until i told him he's like oh well okay (laughs) (laughs) like he was so confused but i was just like just trust me like this is something else like yeah the platform is small right now but it's not going to be small for forever and and that's what he asked me he was like shouldn't you worry about that a little bit later i'm like why later why don't do it now that way you know it's here already people Mm -hmm. see that it can be done and it has been done so i have like um girls talk podcast on off the top tv and you guys go check out zasha (laughs) lola and chani so is that totally separate from you like you're not on that show at all it's Mm -mm, like that's interesting um another thing is like people would ask me like why why like andy was like why this is your podcast i'm like no it's not just gonna be me forever people want to see other people right i mean but he he made it a valid point he was like people are following you and i'm like yeah but i'm telling him to come look at them so that's the way it works yeah (laughs) you're finding other interesting people to turn them on to yeah and then the girls they um they're like all different individually but they have one thing in common they're like skinny light-skinned gorgeous girls that are just like different but they all look related you would think they're like sisters but they're all completely different um so everything they don't agree on everything um and then they agree on some things and obviously with social media um kind of going on towards like what's trending right now girls that look like them people want to hear what girls that look like them have to say that's 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 another little thing i i thought of i'm like not everybody wants to hear from me like shit and i've had people say it's a that. market for everyone i think mm-hmm. there's like a market for that's why i think we've ended up with so many podcasts and i don't think it's a bad thing at all i think yeah. there's just a market for everyone's perspective yeah. out there the only bad thing i hate i i said i hate i'm a hater yeah the <laughs> only bad thing i don't like the only thing i don't like about all the podcasts coming out is the quality like it doesn't matter what you're talking about you need to have quality quality put out your shit needs to be good to watch and listen to otherwise people are not going to do neither what do you think goes into being good to watch and listen to i'm talking about quality just like like how you said you like the background the setting and things like that like that that kind of stuff yeah, like the production you, quality yeah because you can have a podcast and be talking about some really good interesting topics and you're recording it on a webcam on your on your computer and the audio is like cringy mm-hmm. but like you're saying some yeah like that like shut up i don't want to watch this yeah but like you're listening to what they're saying and that i feel like that's where we're lacking so the production with quality. the podcast world yeah i agree i think you need to have like the production quality piece in place if you're going to start one and that'll put you up there already Mm because you're now you're you're up there your quality's there now you just got to produce the content i shot a couple when i first started mine on like my iphone and i 
was like, you know what? I'm, you can I'm do that, even... though. The iPhone's not that bad. They're, they're good now, but, like, I mean, even audio-wise, oh, yeah. like, I had, like, one recording it and another iPhone recording the audio, and oh, it, shit. it was just not good. <laughs> it was not good. Now there's AI tools to fix that, but, mm-hmm. like, even then, like, that's just a quality. You don't have to invest in, like, the most expensive camera in the world. No, you can do it you for, like, in... less than $500 for yeah. all the equipment you need. Yeah, just be smart about where you invest in your quality for your podcast. I will say that it's important. What makes you want to talk to someone in particular when you're thinking about having someone on the podcast? What are like some of the qualities that you see in someone where you're like, damn, I've got to have that person on. Oh, like, this is a good yesterday. Question. This is a good question. Cause everybody always asks me what I got to do to be on the <laughs> podcast. This is, this is the main question people ask. They're like, do I have to have a whole bunch of followers to be on the podcast? Do I have to be famous? Everybody always asks me that question, and that is not the case. The reason why, uh, when I first started the podcast, I was getting all popular people on there, quote-unquote, is because they have a following. That's free marketing, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I don't want to put people on here that don't have followings just yet, because who's going to watch the podcast? Like, these people have followings. They're going to bring their followings over here. And then by the time you're on here, people are going to watch it because those other people had their followers come on here. It's going to make sense. Mm -hmm. So when you do things like that, that makes sense. But what I look for, okay, so I've reached out to people. Um, What do I look for? The stuff that they post. Like... You know, like just like on their stories or if I see them like doing something different, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Or if I see them always posting, it's always funny. I'm like, I have to meet you. And my thing is like, I don't ask people to be on the podcast like, hey, I want you to be on my podcast right now. I'll be like, hey, I want to meet you. Like I'll just like slide in their DMs. Like I want to meet you. Interesting. Or like, can you come to my studio? I've had artists come to the studio, didn't get on the podcast at all, just met them. And then from there, they either be like, yeah, I'll come on. Or they'll just, we'll just keep in touch. Like, I've had people say no, and I'm we're still cool. They're just not a, you know, podcasting camera person, I guess. That's interesting. The biggest guest from a follower standpoint that I've ever had on was someone that I was just like, talking about something totally different with initially i was just like we were having a totally different conversation i was just yeah. like do you want to come on yeah he was like yeah yeah they have good com- people with substance mm-hmm. that's what i look for so if you want to get on the podcast and you're like what does it take what does it take have some substance have some motion you know what motion is explain motion is like you have things going for yourself right it doesn't matter what it is i could be very blunt you could be a prostitute or you could be a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> if you have motion like you have stuff to talk about like yeah. come on and then obviously people that have a lot of followers they are obviously interesting right mm-hmm. so i'm gravitating to these interesting people and granted they have a lot of followers but then again i've had they probably got a lot of followers because they're interesting they're in the first interesting. place exactly so mm-hmm. it's like mm, i've had plenty of people that don't have a lot of followers on here though um, even people with fake followers. I had somebody on here with 100K fake followers. And I was like, yeah. That's easy to do now. That's even more interesting, though. Why do you have 100,000 fake followers? Let's have the conversation. Yeah, let's get let's dig <laughs> the into it. The conversation starts there. <laughs> 
So it's not about the followers. It's about like the substance, like what their content looks like and, you know, the personality on Instagram. And that's kind of a very gray area because, you know, people will be so loud on Instagram and Mm -hmm. then you meet them in person. You're like, dance monkey like yeah. they're not doing nothing <laughs> they're not doing anything i'm yeah. like poking a bear here like where's that personality well it's so easy to like have a like a one short little clip go viral now that you could have like a ton of those yeah. but like if you i feel like a, a lot of times like nowadays i'm looking for like i mean i'm looking for someone that i can have like a like carry on a conversation with yeah. but like it's so much better when you can see that they've done interviews in like the long form before you can see that they, they know how to carry on a conversation. They have interesting things to talk about. But see those end up being like the people that can't carry conversation. I feel like those end up being like my best episodes. Really? Yeah. How so? Because why do you think it's, it's like a challenge for me. So I keep going. It's like poking the bear. Like I keep going like somebody on here doesn't really like know how to continue a conversation i'm just like oh yeah this is gonna be fun yeah like those my viral clips or some of those yeah what have been your most viral clips and why do you think they went most like more viral than anything (laughs) we're gonna get into it here because i I know one i know one (laughs) i'm poking the bear sorry So the first one actually went viral on Facebook. Facebook dragged me and then left me where I stood. Like Facebook tore my ass up. And it was a clip about me being with someone that didn't have me being with someone sexually that didn't have enough stamina. And I was just like, like, when is it going to when are you going to have more stamina? Because, you know, after the first time of us being together, the interaction, sexual interaction was like, a couple minutes second time it was a couple minutes third time it was a couple more minutes and he's just like just be patient with me i have to get used to it and i'm i'm on the clip i'm like well how patient like how long is it gonna take because you know i need a little bit more than three minutes like i'm not like a 30 minute girl but i'm 15 20 <laughs> maybe 20 and everybody was just like pissed they were like you know you can't please women he was probably a good guy wasn't let's clear that (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that great of a guy but um shout out to you (laughs) and even him when it went viral he was just like I can't believe you were talking about me (laughs) and I was like believe it you thought I was just gonna be quiet and let the like go silent suffer in silence how (laughs) dare you (laughs) people are gonna hear me struggle like and that's my thing I'm like I suffer a lot in like the dating world because I've been single for a few years. I'm not suffering in silence. I'm going to speak the fuck up. (laughs) So when I did that, they were pissed. They were like, I'm ungrateful. He was probably a good guy. You can't please women. You know, they were just coming out of the woodworks with all types of stuff. The comments were bad. Do you think it was because it was so controversial? Yeah, guys are mad because they probably was like, dang, that's that's me. Like, <laughs> that was me before. Every guy related to that. So, yeah, the, and it was the men mainly that were just dragging me. They were just like, this 
girl, this is probably why she's going to be single forever. Probably, because our three minutes ain't cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. I'm not settling for that. <laughs> so Facebook was the first one. That's funny. I feel like Facebook reels have been going kind of crazy lately. Yeah. They're I've like been posting too much on Facebook. And it's yeah. this is where I messed up. This was like in the beginning of me podcasting, right? This was like my first episode that went really? viral. The reel went viral on my first That's episode. Um, it, it, I posted it on my regular page. Oh, man. So it didn't even go to my podcast page. So oh, it's no. on my actual, like, my regular page. So they found my ass because <laughs> it was on my regular Facebook page. Yeah. Roasted. Was it hard to find? Wasn't hard to find. Um, and I don't even think the podcast page was up then, but... I messed up. I posted it on my personal page, and then I think it was it's like at eight million. And oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They was trolling. How does that? How does it feel when you've got trolls like or people that are just like giving you negative comments? Is that tough, or have you kind of <laughs> become accustomed to that? I became accustomed to that as a kid, because. You know, I was bullied as a kid and always like, you're weird, you're stupid, you know, you know, you're different. Okay. So I was kind of used to people doing that in my face. So online, it's, I don't get bothered. I'm not going to lie. I troll back sometimes <laughs> because it's fun and it increases engagement. Because when I respond back to people, they're like, she's here. She's replying. Yeah. Like they they eat that up. They yeah. love when I reply. Like when I reply, they're like, oh, she's 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 in here. here like she she's is. here. She is. Yeah. So I love because they're trying show. to poke the bear. Yeah. Not even that. They're thinking that I'm not gonna see it or say anything, right? So when people are trolling, um, they're like, I'm gonna make this comment. It's gonna be disrespectful, and I'm gonna go about my business. And I'm like, no, bitch, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. It's it's fun to troll. But um, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, I got sensitive one time with with a troll. And, you know, they were, like, threatening me really hard. And I was scared. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> they were threatening you? Yeah, like, real bad. I was real scared. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. different line. It, it got a little crazy. Um, but it doesn't, I'm not like insecure. I don't be like, oh my gosh, is that really me? Do they know? I be laughing. I'm like, yo, cause these people don't know me. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can't get too mad. Like they yeah. have no idea who you are. Like someone said I was raised without a mom and a dad and you know, oh, I, my kids are probably going to be bums. And I'm like, I don't even have kids. And I had both of my parents. Like, so. Like, Do you think a lot of times when people comment negative stuff on social media, it's just they're just like projecting or something? For sure. I think so too. It's like they're agreeing with what I'm saying, and they're disgusted at mm. why they're like, oh, "She has a point, but fuck her. No, <laughs> she's dirty." <Yeah. laughs> like, it's like the. How dare them. she say it online? Mm -hmm. Like even about when I was talking about um, rim jobs. Rim jobs with men, giving a man a rim job. Absolutely. Like, guys hated that. And I, you know, I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure all the guys on there have experienced a rim job and felt uncomfortable. So they were just like, no, 
and they dragged me. They were <laughs> like, your guy's gay. You know, every man you're going to be with oh, is going to be gay. That's just a bunch of closeted gay dudes. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like, That's yeah. what I'm talking about with the projection they're thing. Projecting. I feel like, yeah. or they're projecting. Or they experienced it and they liked it and they're embarrassed to be like, yeah, I had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of that. Because me, myself, I can't even fix my fingers to like write something nasty like what people say. I've never thought about know. it either. I just, I don't, just, I don't get oh. it. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like it, move on. Move I've on. never got it. Like So that's how I know like I'm reaching um people like their emotions and, you know, I'm reaching them because they're taking the time out to write these long paragraphs and stuff. Like they feel me. Mm-hmm. They just hate that they feel me. And I love that because it's like that's a start. You know you're striking something. Mm-hmm. That's a start. Yeah. You're getting and them to feel something. That's self-awareness. They just don't know it's self-awareness, right? So the trolls are fun, though. The trolls are definitely fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love it. I eat it up. I Every once in a while when I have, like, a negative comment on, like, a reel or something or, like, a clip and, like, I'm, res- I'm thinking about responding to it, I'll just be like, Thanks for boosting the engagement. No, like, you have to respond. Yeah. Like, you got to go back. I go back and forth. You I, argue I, with I, them? I'm sorry. I like it. Uh, no, Maybe but I, I argue very, like, passive aggressively. Yeah. I'll be like, no, sweetheart, you're probably the bum, and your kids probably are going to be bums. <laughs> like, I'll be, like, really sweet but nasty. Like, did she really just type that? <laughs> <laughs> what do people troll you and say? It, it's usually just, like, they'll be like, oh, like, Two more guys with a podcast. It's never really anything yeah. like personalized, but you put like, two guys, two in a more room, guys with the podcast. Here we podcast. go. Yeah. Here we go again. Or like, or they'll say like, "How did you say so much of nothing?" Like on one clip. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just like, it's kind of stupid stuff most of the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I get. Pissed. I've got that too. I've gotten like black women need to stop putting themselves in front of a camera, and I was just like, "What?" I feel like there's not enough of us. Hello. <laughs> yeah what like or just like she needs to you know give the podcast shit up or stuff like that and i'll be like why would i do that and you're here do you use that <laughs> stuff as fuel to keep going sometimes it's so motivating that's why i said it i is. like the trolls because it's like it's working like mm-hmm. what i'm saying is triggering you you might be upset right now but like when you get a rim job later on you're gonna think about me that is powerful. <laughs> you that see what I did? That might be a clip. That's a clip. That's a clip. No, for real. When you when you when you think about it, you're gonna think about that real, and think about True. that nasty comment, and then look at you. Legs and maybe in they'll the reconsider. Legs in the air. <laughs> Telling her to drop tongue. <laughs> Scooching down more. Like, come on. <laughs> like, hey babe uh, i don't know I, I left this nasty comment on it earlier but like what do you think about what this like <laughs> that sound good to you yep. <laughs> that's hilarious it's so funny what it's is so funny. um what is an area of conversation that you've always wanted to get into on your podcast that you haven't gotten to yet an area of conversation um that I haven't talked about. Domestic violence. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Do you have personal experience? Mm, very, like, light. But it was during a 
point in my life where it was like I was young and I was like under the influence all the time. Um, I'm a former crackhead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I used to party a lot <laughs> when I was in college. And crackhead in the loose sense where you're like, very oh, loose, I'm a crackhead. Very loosely crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> But Crack no, out I was, energy. I was I was in relationships where guys were really like abusive and um and it sucks to say I feel like I pushed them to that point. Yeah. And I feel like there's a certain type of women out there that know what I'm talking about when it comes to like um poking the bear. Like you know what the person's weakness is. And mm. you're using it against them. Like I used to be a monster and I used to eat that up and um, I like pushed those people there. And I wanted to highlight like that because a lot of times like guys are humans too, right? So it's like you can't, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm like at that point your expectations have to be very low when you're poking a bear basically. Um, and a lot of women do abuse that so I, i've never talked about that before have you ever got beat up by a girl no no not with that pretty smile <laughs> <laughs> i had i have gotten punched in the face by a girl one time but it was like it was some stupid like thing at a party where we were all drunk and like she was talking about how she had never punched anyone before and i was like you know what i've never been punched before <laughs> i was like no <laughs> I just let her punch me. Yeah. It was so stupid, but that's yeah. the closest I've come, I guess. Yeah. No, that's but that's a that's a thing though, like with the with with domestic violence cuz it's very one it's very sensitive, right? And there's so many different stories and different sides to stories, but this specific like topic um that I've never talked about is women provoking that because men are seen as, you know, dominant, authoritative, um, men are supposed to protect and provide, um, but there comes a certain point where we're 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 abusing that, right? And once we abuse that and break a man down, and he lashes out, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, he hit me!" No shit. A female would have hit you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's like at some point we have to know that men are people too. Now I'm not saying like you know these. Uh, third time offenders you need to get a get a pass but i'm just saying that there are women out there that do that um, i think both can be true i think there's no excuse for the violence mm -hmm. but I, it sounds like what you're calling for is like everyone just be better yeah. everyone just like know what you're doing you, you know what you're doing yeah yeah like i remember one of my friends she was saying like her her boyfriend hit her and I was like, what did you do? And she got so mad at me. And I was like, you did something. What did you do? He didn't just wake up and, you know, slap the shit out of you. She was like, I told him his baby. She was talking about his kid. And then she started talking about his mom. And then, she, you know, she, like, throwed something at him, poured water on him. And she was like, yeah, he choked me. And I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a human okay you're a human first and then you're a man so I like um 
I would actually like to get into that. And that would be a good topic with with um, Aaron Mallory, the guy that has the deeper discussion cards, because there I used to be that girl. I wasn't like, oh, he hit me, he hit me. But I was that girl that like wanted to poke the like bear. to break the a man I was with, like to where he is submissive. I don't know why I like that. But now that I'm older, I find submissive men very like unattractive. <laughs> so it's it seems like it's like a general tread for you. Obviously, we mm-hmm. talked about how like you just love to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like an exercise for you. How did you learn to like recognize that and cut it off and try to cut it off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just cut it off because I I don't know. I just felt like uh, that wasn't really me. You know, when you have like a good angel on your shoulder and a bad angel on your shoulder. Yeah. Like the bad angel like had to go. Mm-hmm. It had to go. Now the good angels there and only the good angel. And it's 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 obvious. It's bad now, too. Like my good angel is horrible, like pushover saying yes to people all the time. So now I just have to protect myself because I don't have my bad angel anymore. So how do you find I that? Just, I just cut it off. I, there's no more balance. I don't have to balance my good and my bad angel because my bad angel has gone. So I don't have that balance anymore. Like, it's just, I'm just like a good person now because it's like, I can't even think about how I was thinking when I was like that. You know what I mean? Like, when I was like torturing my exes. Shout out to you guys, man. And we're still like cool to this day. I'm like, dang, I remember I was on the podcast. I called one of them. <laughs> <laughs> really? But yeah. Like, was like live? Yeah, I have a clip on there. It was like, call one of your exes and ask why it didn't work. Oh, my God. And then I called one of my exes, and they were just like, (laughs) (laughs) Did they know they were on the podcast? At the end, they did. They were like, (laughs) you bitch. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm thankful because they helped me, like, grow. Like, yeah, I pushed them to their point of weakness, but they also helped me grow. So it's like I had to break your back so mine can be straight. I still love you, though. And that's how, like like I said, like burning bridges, but still being I was going to say, it's kind of a full circle thing. That's yeah. those bridges that we were talking about earlier that weren't completely burned, but mm-hmm. they were under construction. Yeah. Went back and repaired them. I was, I was scared I was going to be like that forever. I'm so glad I changed. I love hearing anything like that because, like, I feel like you hear so many times, like, oh, people don't change or like people are always going to be the way they are. I don't think that's true at all. all. I don't believe that at all. I think people can change. I think a lot of people don't care to change, but I think people that care to change can absolutely change. I've seen that again and again in myself and others. Do you think someone's character can change? Yeah. Really? I think so. Well, I don't, I don't think character can change. I think people's personalities, their attitudes, morals values all that can be changed but character as in like who you are in like who you are as a person your character doesn't change like because that's who you are yeah but you can only define your character other people can't so that's that's another thing interesting you can it's like your own book and you can define your own character but other people can't say like this character is antagonist or this character is a What's the other one? Protagonist? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Like only <laughs> you can choose. And then that's how you 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 um that's how you choose who you want to be. And that is your character. But it doesn't change. So it's like you have to choose it. And a lot of people haven't chose their character yet, right? Mm. So their character is flawed because they don't even know their character yet. 
How do you find your character? You have to. Do you go think through. you have yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I feel like that's that was the moment I was like, oh wow, this is who I am. When I found my like my character, when I was able to be like, this is who I am. Because when I was the way I was before, and I also was like, you know, using drugs and things like that, I was out of there. So now that you know, it's that's not a thing of mine anymore. I'm like, damn. Yeah, this is who I am. You're left with your whole self. Yeah, I'm left just, this is it. (laughs) And honestly, I'm not going to lie. It was like kind of boring at first. And then (laughs) I found my capabilities. (laughs) So it's it's like a circle of life. That's what you should name this podcast. Off the top circle of life. (laughs) (laughs) It is a circle of life. It's, It's growing pains for sure. Yeah. Growing pains of discovering yourself when you hadn't found yourself yet Mm -hmm. what's the next thing you want to do with your character that you've discovered now that you're discovering your capabilities where do you want to take those i think i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing but i feel like uh, everybody has like a purpose um and you have to find your purpose serve your purpose and exceed it and over time like even just life itself you that's what you're doing. So it's like, there's it's not one thing. You just keep doing it. And as long as you're alive, you're supposed to be serving a purpose. And if you're not, please go get help. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of like, what is it? Purposeless, purposeless living people out there. And, it, <laughs> and it's so cringy. Like you have like a one friend that, you know, doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. It sucks. It's hard to really like motivate them it's hard to motivate them it's hard to like talk to them about much like that's scary i I love those people because it's like it's a challenge like yeah i I think that's one of the scariest things i can think of is like living life without a purpose oh my god that terrifies me it's scary it's so scary scary. and then not only that but living life with a purpose and you don't know if you're fulfilling it that's even scarier like uh, am i doing this shit right and then who are you talking to who are you asking yeah you <laughs> there's no really great way to know if you're there's doing no it right. monolith of being purposeful there's only no. a monolith of being purposeless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one's obvious yeah. that one you can spot from a mile away for sure damn that's a that's a really good point you could be totally living your purpose but like know exactly what it is but not doing it right but not doing it right but like how do you I think, know <laughs> i think i have that fear i definitely have that fear so like every day you just have to exceed what you're doing mm-hmm. like keep going and keep going and then then you die and as long as you die serving a purpose and doing stuff for other people that's going to keep going but when you die and you're pur- living purposeless you're just dead. You didn't serve any purpose. And that to me is scary. Like when I, when I die, I don't want to be a purposeless death. Like she served no purpose, but she was a good girl. No, I want there to be fucking accolades and trophies and what is it surnames or like what do you have after your name (laughs) like those names titles yeah titles give me all the titles give me all the titles and i want you know people to have a bible because it's like i've served the off the top bible yeah like i've served a lot of purpose 
with my couple years of two decades of living. If you could have like an out of body experience, if you could come back as a ghost after you die and attend your own funeral, see your own headstone. That's crazy what would you want? This is a crazy that, question. Because I took shrooms and that happened to me. Really? I was at my own funeral when I went. When I had shrooms, was it a banger? Was it fun? It was tragic. It was really? tragic. Yeah, like I, everybody yeah, was no on their phone. One. My friends were taking selfies. Damn. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not Damn. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, That's a bad trip. <laughs> it was a whole, and I was sitting there looking. They're in the group message. I'm like, that is crazy that you said that. That is Holy so crazy. <laughs> oh my god! But okay, it so wasn't my body goal. wasn't there. It was like um, it was a what is it called? Like a wake where everybody's yeah. going. Yeah, and then my body was closed, like I was in the casket. Closed casket. Yeah, it was okay. closed casket. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so the new goal is to make that not happen. Yeah. What would what would the ideal version of that look like for you? Like if you had that trip again and like 10 years and you've mm -hmm. done a lot of things you've used your capabilities your new skills that you found what is like the ideal, ideal funeral yeah okay. your <laughs> ideal funeral like like okay. what's a you have this shroom trip again you come you come back as a ghost and you see your funeral what would make you happy to see i don't want nobody crying is that weird <laughs> like bitch stop know. crying wake up like <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't want nobody crying at my funeral. Like, I don't want to see that. It's weird. I will, like, want a celebration. I'm Nigerian, so Nigerians actually celebrate death. I like that perspective. So celebration of life is really what it's called. Mm -hmm. The Mexicans celebrate death. Yeah. <laughs> Dia de muerte. <laughs> Those are some sad funerals, I'm sure. Yeah, no, the uh, Nigerians is life is a celebration of life. When someone dies, you celebrate their life. So it's a party. Like... You want me to be honest? What I want people to do? Mm -hmm. If I was to have a funeral and I'm I'm this little ghost, I want. I'll share mine too. I want everybody to be like turning up. I'm yeah. I want you to do a line of coke off my coffin. <laughs> Papa X pill and a Molly. <laughs> I want y'all to be up all day tripping, talking about the time good times i mean everybody needs to be on drugs one last high for me right <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow i do sound like a crackhead <laughs> no but i will want them to be partying like turn up this is it say goodbye i love it yeah since i was really young and this song came out i've always wanted the song dead and gone to be played at my funeral by ti i think it's got justin timberlake in it too Dead and gone. Dead oh and gone. Oh my god. That is corny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is totally corny. Wait, like those are one of the songs you don't want to play at a funeral because it's like awkward. <laughs> I guess it's, it would be, I, I always thought it would be just funny, I guess. It's, in, it's in some fucked up way. Like <laughs> it's a hundred percent applicable. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate. Appropriate. <laughs> it's hundred percent. Maybe just some other heaters. I don't know. I, I also um I want my, I want to like write into my will that my ashes have to be put into fireworks and those get fired off. Oh, that's I think that'd cool. be fun. Damn. I, I think that'd be sick. That. That'd be crazy. Like that would be otherwise crazy. it's so sad. 
like you were talking about like you don't want it to be like you don't want people Sad. to be crying like yeah. make it a, make it fun make it a celebration when of, i like, was on my trip like i will i'm not lying to you it was boring everybody was like looking at their phones like because it, it, honestly it was boring because my grandma was talking and she was talking for so long mm. so i understood why everybody was bored but i'm just saying like i was mad my friends were in the group message like sending memes I'm like, <laughs> you bitches. <laughs> Give me some attention <laughs> up here. Give me some attention. Like, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. Oh my God. You just literally brought me back to what I was seeing. <laughs> and I was sitting over like their shoulders, like watching them. It's horrible. <laughs> but I wanted it to be like a turn up session. Like it needs to look like a strip club. I love it. Yeah. What about your headstone? You're, you're buried. There's a little stone to remember you. People are going to maybe come see it every once in a while. What do you want it to say on there? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be, like, completely honest. I don't even want to be buried. Buried. I said that right. Even just anything to remember you about. Like, what would you want, like, your one-liner to be where, like, if someone came and, like, remembered you. Like, you don't have to be buried there, but, like, there's a little headstone for any any of your family members that do want to just come and, like, think about you. What do you want it to say on there? Off the top. <laughs> <laughs> so that people keep listening. I love it. Not even that. It's just like, that's just a description. Like, that's that's. She it. was off the top. She was she was off the top. Yep. That's it. I love it. Yeah. I don't I don't even. What would, what would you want? <sighs> he did some cool shit. He did some cool shit. Good guy. He did some cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> How would you want your funeral I don't to know. be? Like, I would want to get cremated, and I would want my yeah. mom to. Like, I don't want to be buried either. Or my kids to hold on to my my ashes. And you would. Yeah, because I mean, I have my dad's. Yeah, and I me and my really sister like, have my dad's too. Yeah, my dad's. His is separated. I I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't really like that separating his ashes and like four urns or three urns. I was like, now nah, this fucking guys all over the place like i don't even know where he is right now <laughs> like i just know where piece of him is i didn't like that mm -hmm. but i would want one big ass urn <laughs> somewhere kept safe mm -hmm. and then like if you go you go to dubai or somewhere special i want you to sprinkle my ass in the water yeah like something like that it'd be cool to like be sprinkled in like all the coolest places that i would yeah. like that yeah. that's that's why I want to be cremated. Like you're at the I want Grand to be sprinkled Canyon, in some really sprinkle. cool. You go to the Nile mm -hmm. River, sprinkle. Niagara Falls, sprinkle. <laughs> like Your world comes with shit. like a map. You basically, with like X's like, all over it. Some like, cool shit. Like, I would want that. I would definitely want something like that. I wouldn't want nobody to just come stand over me because my biggest fear is like giving someone the, 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 the grace of, of standing over my dead body. And them not wishing me well mm. is, and and I say that because my that was something my dad, um, that was something he didn't want. He didn't want a funeral. He didn't want anybody standing over his dead body because it's a sign of weakness. And I don't know. I guess we have a little narcissistic trait in us, but no, he didn't want that. No burial. No burial. And still to this day, like friends and stuff ask me like where can we see him i'm like yeah all right no 
Because it's like giving somebody that really doesn't have any good intentions, never had any good intentions for you while you were alive, for them to be able to stand over your body. That's like, like if you think about it, like that shit won't sit right with me in heaven or hell. Like that's my biggest fear. Like when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, fuck no. Yeah, no. I do not want that bitch standing over me because. Yeah. (laughs) Like just just imagine. I just. Even beyond that, I just feel like I just don't like the idea of someone going to my funeral and like my body's still there. That mm-hmm. I just I don't like that at it's all. It's an invasion of privacy. It is. It's like going to the OBGYN. <laughs> like get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Back <Same up>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no. So mm-mm, I don't even want nobody over my dead body. Literally. I think it's an American thing on to be buried. Is that American? It's or West maybe, a Western thing. It's just some like it's one of those just weird traditions that yeah. like no one was gonna speak up loud enough to say who maybe buries we should dead stop people. Doing this. Maybe we should stop burying bodies. Yeah. Like that's weird. I think so. I, too. I honestly think it's weird, but people do it. <laughs> and uh, and if we ever have like some kind of zombie outcome or something and people just start coming out from the ground like that's terrifying like come on let's prevent that like and let it be like somebody that you just just dreaded (laughs) now that this nigga's back (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to stay away from him now the apocalypse got him jumping boy (laughs) why is he coming right for me he's it's like the purge like you get one time to just fuck shit up no oh my god that's a question what would that's so funny what would you do in the purge I'm not a violent person. Not anymore. Would you like what would <laughs> your anymore. survival strategy be then? Uh go in a hole. That shit is I feel like that's a real thing. I feel like COVID was a small dose of what the purge could look like. Yeah. Just the chaos. COVID was a very conservative purge. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very Republican purge. <laughs> Republican-like purge. I don't know. It was very like, yeah, no, the purge is, well, the purge has happened already. It's wiped people out. RIP. I'm sorry for those who lost their lives during COVID, but like, that's a purge. That shit didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was deep. That was deep. Yeah. On that note, I've got a couple closing questions I always ask. Yes, what happened to the, G- the, the our questions? <laughs> we went totally <laughs> off book. We did, we did. We, we did. just went off the top. As it should be. What are the good questions but, that you have? Well, I've got a couple closing questions that mm-hmm. I always like to ask for the podcast. Okay. There's one I'll definitely ask. One I might ask. The one that I definitely will ask, that I ask everyone, is if you could go back in time to the beginning and i always like to pick some kind of point that i feel like i've learned about you that was like a pivotal point for you and for you i would say like when you started kind of finally figuring out oh i've got this potential right that you were talking about earlier like i've got this potential that i can actually use to do something with if you could go back in time and just like take the wisdom and the knowledge that you have now and tell a younger imani what would you tell her to do different like leading up to that to get her maybe get her to where she's at quicker if i could give my younger self some advice to get to where i am now i would just tell her be patient and be kind 
and you'll get there. And you're not always going to look like that, sweetheart. I used to be ugly. I wasn't that pretty of a girl. So I don't always look good. So I would be like, this is temporary. That's my biggest thing. Like when I tell people going through stuff now, this is temporary. You lost your house. That's crazy. You lost your car. That's crazy. That's temporary. So be patient. This is temporary. And be kind. Because kindness is, it, it, it'll get you far. Not that far, but be very careful and kind. Yeah, for sure. Love it. That's a good question. I like that one because it's like, it kind of forces you to go back and think about the time when you didn't have shit figured out and like, what did you need to hear in that moment? Like, it's crazy. what Somebody does that Somebody asked me that before that when I was at my lowest point, like who was there? I was. So I had to pull myself out of the hole. I felt like I was running this race and I didn't have any water and everybody was getting waters, but me and I had to give myself water. Um, just to, it's like, I had to put my own battery in my back. Yeah. The last question I have for you, because the show is called Profession Session, mm-hmm. and you can take this question any way that you want. It's just, what does it mean to you to be professional in your life? <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything you talked earlier about how you would love to talk to anyone whether they're a prostitute or a lawyer i think you could be a professional at anything right so it's i say that in a very broad sense just what does it mean to you to be professional in what you do being confident confidence being professional oh that's such a good question i think it's the confidence because i'm not a professional podcaster and people think I am, you can, sucks to say, you can fake it till you make it. The more, the longer you fake it and the more you fake it, it's almost like you're manifesting. Now don't manifest any stupid shit, (laughs) but be that professional person that you wanna be. Be the best that you want to be in whatever profession that you're doing and be confident because that's what people see people see the confidence people can smell the confidence and that's what will get you to to the next level of whatever you're trying to do like being a professional dog walker people are going to pay you fifty dollars an hour not ten dollars an hour because you're actually a professional at this because what you're saying your confidence like it's it's definitely confidence for sure i love it yeah. Has anybody said confidence? People have said confidence before, but it's everyone's got their own kind of version of and definition of confidence. And I always like hearing, I feel like that's a very strong factor in it for sure. And I always like hearing like someone's perspective individually on confidence. I like yeah. the, I like the whole idea of like just manifesting, manifesting. what you want to be. Yeah. I believe in manifesting. For sure. I think the tongue is powerful. I think manifesting, I think some people get it wrong, but I, I believe in it in the sense that if you say something into an existence, if you start speaking it, if you start believing it, it's not just going to happen just like that, but you're going to start moving in that direction. Like mm-hmm. you naturally just start moving in that direction. If you say, I'm a professional podcast host and maybe 
everything else about being one says that you're not. Absolutely. You start taking the steps of someone who is a professional podcast host, and the next thing you know, you are. Absolutely. And it doesn't happen overnight, obviously, but. For sure. That's just how it happens. That is exactly how it happens. Even, like I said, with the confidence. Because, you you know, when people like, you know, selling houses and selling cars, you know nothing about houses and cars or anything. But you're like, oh, wow, he knows what he's talking about. Just obviously because of the lack of education. But, like, this person's really professional. They're providing me with information, checking off all the checks. Like, this is professional. Meanwhile, you know, after they closed the sale, got the deal done. Oh, yeah, I just started my first day. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me before. And that's why I'm like, yeah, like, like, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. And we're all sources of energy. Like me and you, we, we have energy, right? We're all sources of energy. We're in the world. The whole world has so much energy. So if we're putting out positive energy, the only thing we can get back is positive energy. We're saying these things that are positive. These positive things are going to happen just because of the law of attraction. And with the law of attraction, we'll get to where you need to be over time. And then with confidence too. But definitely the law of attraction beats anything, like anything. I have a bonus question Mm -hmm. that just came to mind. I'm thinking about a young person who is hearing this and saying, well, that's great and all, but I don't have confidence. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them about how to find confidence? How do they find confidence if they if they don't think they've found it yet? It's going to find you. It's going to it's going to happen. Like you don't go out there looking for it like, yeah, confidence is coming. I'm going to find it and I'm going to grab it. You don't go fishing for confidence. It's going to come to you and it's going to come in different a different way. It could be a person being like, you know what? You you really know what you're doing here. or You know what? I think this is this suits you. And just like one of those comments is all you need. Or like, dang, are you a professional such and such? Shit, maybe I am. Like, oh, you must know what you're doing. Maybe you do. This fits you. Maybe it does. And that's all you need is that external, one small piece of external motivation can boost your confidence like crazy, especially if you have absolutely none. If you have no confidence at all, get outside of the house just start doing stuff just like literally go to the grocery Mm -hmm. store go get some food go just go outside of the house because you're going to get something a positive and if you're negative to that it's it's going to cancel out but if you're receptive to it now you have met your law of attraction which is one step closer to you know getting that confidence that you need the confidence is definitely going to find you though for sure. You just have to keep your eyes open and hear and listen. Yeah. I love that. Oh, thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> it's philosophical me. <laughs> no, but these we are all very things philosophical I've done. Today. These are all the, the stuff I'm talking about is like stuff that I've done already. Like I've been through that. I've been through a lot. So it's like, ooh, I did this. I could talk about this. And it's exciting because it's like like someone like you, like you're saying, I'm going through that. I'm in therapy. You'll be at the point where, like, I'm not doing therapy anymore. My life is great. I'm going to be like, nah, bro, do you know you need to go back at least once a month now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to feel so good. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to feel good for sure. 
Is there anything else that you would want to share with the audience? Um, keep being fucking professional. <laughs> and definitely awesome. go go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel Off the Top Podcast. And shout out to the profession session for having this professional episode. And follow her on everything else too. You're on Instagram, I know. Are you on TikTok too? Yep. Instagram, I'm on TikTok, TikTok YouTube. underscore off the top podcast, YouTube underscore off the top, off the top podcast. Yep. Find her on everything. OTT. And that's a podcast. <laughs>